Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, November 12th. Don't look now, but Republicans are coming around to the idea that Joe Biden is going to be the nation's next president. We'll discuss that. Plus, President-elect Biden's transition is all systems go as he makes it official with his first major appointment. And finally, President Obama's new memoir reveals how the former president thinks his election gave rise to President Trump. We are starting to see cracks emerge in this wall of Republican support for President Trump's effort to ignore the election results and dispute them without any reason for doing so. His baseless claims and election contests and litigation may continue, but Republicans on Capitol Hill, if not coming out and congratulating Biden for winning the election and not declaring him president-elect, all of them, but at least coming out and saying it would make sense now for some preparations to be in place for Joe Biden to actually take over the presidency on January 20th as the American people elected him to do so. So this is what we've been seeing in the last sort of 24 hours. Karl Rove, George W. Bush's top political aide, who, by the way, is no stranger to election contests, right? I mean, he was at the center of Bush v. Gore in 2000 and the Florida recount. He writes a Wall Street Journal op-ed acknowledging that there is not really a path to overturn the election results, that they will not be overturned. And Accepting the reality of President-elect Joe Biden is where we are right now. We also heard from Governor Mike DeWine, Republican of Ohio, longtime member of Congress before he was governor. He couldn't have said it more plainly on New Day this morning on CNN that Joe Biden is indeed president-elect. Republican Senator Lankford of Oklahoma He said that he's going to actually step in as part of his oversight role if Biden doesn't have access to the intelligence briefings and the presidential daily brief by the end of this week. He's not alone. We've now heard from Rob Portman of Ohio. We've heard from Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. You don't get a closer Trump ally than Lindsey Graham. They, too, believe that President-elect Biden should probably be looking at the intelligence that the country's intelligence community is gathering to start wrapping his head around the challenges that are before the country since he is going to assume the presidency on January 20th, 2021. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, South Dakota Senator John Thune, who is Mitch McConnell's number two guy in the Senate, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, all of these folks believe now and are saying so publicly that Biden should at least have access to classified briefings and prepare for what is apparent, his transition to the presidency. So this is all going to be information that Donald Trump starts to see. And the big question is going to be, does it impact him in any way? I mean, right before I started recording this podcast, his son Eric sent out a fundraising email to supporters saying the fight must go on, called the election fraud, called on folks to donate to the election protection fund at the Trump campaign. So there's no sign yet from Donald Trump, from his children, from his campaign and his political team that they are ready to throw in the towel in any way and acknowledge reality. But it is quite clear that his Republican allies on Capitol Hill are starting to emerge to acknowledge what is apparent to everyone. And we now need to wait to see what that does to President Trump's posture, who, by the way, has still not spoken publicly on camera to the American people in a week I cannot remember a week of the Trump presidency that we didn't hear from him on camera. And yet that is what we have just experienced, despite the fact that this COVID crisis is getting worse by the hour. Now, here's what else matters today. 
Joe Biden named Ron Klain, a longtime Democratic operative, as his White House chief of staff. What you need to understand about this appointment, Ron Klain has been working in and around and for Joe Biden for more than 30 years. Ron Klain is also a character in American politics who has been at the very center of some of the most memorable moments in American political history. Whether it was his work with Joe Biden during the Anita Hill-Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings, he was a central figure there as a staffer. Whether it was his role in the Florida recount in Bush v. Gore in 2000, he was absolutely central to the Gore team legal strategy in 2000. He, of course, also served as chief of staff to Vice President Biden during the Obama administration. So being a chief of staff to Biden is is not a new title for for Ron Klain, although being White House chief of staff is obviously a whole different ballgame than being the chief of staff just to the vice president. But this is Joe Biden indicating two things. One, He's not looking to broaden his circle of advisors that he's had over decades in Washington. He's keeping the close counsel to the people that he trusts and he knows and who've been working with him and part of his team. He put somebody from that kind of pedigree at the top job in the White House to run his West Wing. That's one key thing to understand about a President Joe Biden and how he's going to staff his team. The other thing is Ron Klain was the Ebola czar for the Obama administration. And we saw a lot of him when the coronavirus pandemic started in the spring on TV, everywhere sort of explaining his expertise from the Ebola crisis and how that could be applied now or how it wasn't being applied in his point of view in the way that the Trump administration was handling the coronavirus pandemic. But it makes Ron Klain not just a a Biden advisor for decades and a trusted confidant of the president-elect. It makes him the man for this moment as well as the new administration is going to have to make defeating coronavirus, their number one, two, and three issues as they take office. So all of that together sort of lined up for Ron Klain to take on this most important job in Joe Biden's West Wing. And finally today, A Promised Land. That's the title of former President Obama's new memoir. Remember, this is just part one because he couldn't get it all written in time, so he split it up into two parts. But we are starting to see what he is writing about in this book. And CNN obtained a copy of the book. And my colleagues Jeff Zeleny and Dan America and others poured through it. And one of the big headlines that is emerging from the former president's memoir is how directly he deals with the issue of race and the rise to the Trump era. In other words, Barack Obama who doesn't really talk about his race and its impact on American society all that much, really addresses in this memoir his very being as the first black president sitting in that Oval Office, he believes allowed millions of Americans to be spooked by that. And that that was something Donald Trump understood, that there would be millions of Americans spooked that a black man was president of the United States and exploited it and played it to his political advantage. That is what Obama thinks the whole birther controversy was about. He thinks that Palin, Sarah Palin, being put on John McCain's ticket in 2008 was the beginning of this, of taking what were sort of fringe off the grid corners of the Republican firmament in the country and bringing it front and center. And that his being the first black president allowed that to happen because there were people like Donald Trump wanting to exploit those very racial and racist fears by many in this country. It's just a fascinating read to see Obama talking in these terms. But this comes out at a time where we're seeing how race played into this year's election. And to hear Obama talk about this in a way that, quite frankly, he hasn't talked about before is uh, pretty fascinating. 
That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please do me a favor, take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.